0: This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3110 for Friday, the third of July, 2020. Today's show is entitled "Finding an Android Phone to Run Lineage OS." It is hosted by Ken Farlun and is about 38 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is: Join Ken on the six-year-long journey of success, but also failure.
1: Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. This is an episode about Android phones running Lineage OS. The goal is to make an affordable phone capable of supporting school apps and allowing a firewall. The reason why I want a firewall is not so much that I don't trust my children, it's that I don't trust the phone particularly um, people in work have had situations where the phone has decided to turn on mobile data and the data plans that I have are is really expensive so uh, they don't need data they well they do they use wi-fi they use wi-fi here and they use wi-fi in school and wi-fi at their friends and they have 1400 wi-fi networks that they can access also in the library everywhere they're going so you're not allowed to be on your phone anyway here in the Netherlands. Uh, while you're on the bike, so yeah, they have phone whenever they need it. I can always bring up a hotspot for them if they need data. So good and well. That said, data is becoming a lot more affordable now. So, but um, I also don't like the idea of all the apps and stuff that are going out monitoring uh, kids and the loads of reasons not to. Uh, have a lots of crap on your phone. It runs slower as well, and it just bugs me that you you buy a device and you buy you spend lots of money buying the device physically, and you can uninstall an application from Facebook or from Google or someone. Hello, what what sort of world are we living in? That you buy something and you don't own it. Anywho, ding. long story short, don't do this. Don't do this unless you're willing to lose all the money that you have uh, spent on your phone. If, that, if you are rich and you're getting it from a company, then you will go to a, a Google um, phone that's supported for developer applications and you won't have this problem. But at the cost of the phones that I'm talking about here, sub 200 euros, sort of around the 150 mark up to uh, the 300 euro mark, they make the money from the apps and stuff. So yeah, my requirements... Supposed to be supported for three to five years. Um, I need apps, so therefore it needs to be Android, and therefore that needs to be Lineage OS. So some of the apps come from school, like Magister or whatever, they need Android, so therefore Lineage OS is my option. I need a firewall, and the firewall to use is AWF Plus. There was another one that you could use that needs root so therefore it needs to be unlockable um so getting a brand new phone means that developers have not had time to release the code for it and catch 22 with that is older phones are no longer available for purchase and actually become more expensive and two older version and the apps are no longer available so if you buy as i did a phone for myself not three months ago got it up and running, everything was perfect and then i went to buy it again and that phone is no longer available so then i tried to find a i found one in a strange color which my daughter happened to like and we got that but then when i unboxed it it actually had a different model number luckily it was in the same family so it still worked but anyway here are the steps that you need to follow if you're thinking of doing a phone in the Netherlands, first of all, you go to a parameter search website that you can use to narrow down the phone and prices and stuff and the features that you want. There's a uh, good site here in the Netherlands called tweakers.net that allows you to set the maximum price that you're willing to pay. So, for example, you might on the, then want to go and say, well, I only want phones with Android 10 because I know those are the newest ones. And then you want to select the amount of RAM and the amount of storage. So I selected 4GB of RAM and 64GB the first time. Then I sorted by price uh, from low to high. And as I was doing this, I checked support for TWRP, which is the recovery uh, application that you're going to need. And they tell you if the manufacturer supports the unlocking um, or not if they don't then you need to remove those from the list so uh you also can check lineage os devices to find your phone there so you need to loop through this list so you go through the first one and you find a htc phone that looks perfect or a motorola phone and you heard good things about motorola um but since lenovo have taken them over they've basically stopped supporting unlocking on their phones then you hear that HTC has a unlocking service and whatever, but they don't release any code to the developers. So none of the developers have supported for the phones. The Google phones are ideal, but they're way too expensive. Then you have the Xiaomi phones, which requires you to wait 14 days before you can unlock them, which is convenient because that just happens to be the amount of time uh, before the EU mandatory return policy thing uh, kicks in. So, yeah, um, you can throw all of those off the list. And then you'll find that your list actually disappears. So I had to change from Android 10 down to Android 9, and I ended up having to change from three gigs of RAM, uh, 4 gigs of RAM down to 3 before I found a phone that was affordable, which was a lot more expensive than i would actually pay for it um, that worked for with twrp and worked with lineage os the reason i spent more on it is that the kids do use the phones an awful lot and the phones that they have are genuinely years old because i was using them before they have that. They got their phones and then as I got a new phone then the next person upgraded and when I got the next phone then the next person upgraded. So um, that's pretty much how it, how it worked. The The policy then was just um, uh, I would debug it for a while then I'd see go through this pain and torture that I'm going to explain to you shortly and then um, I would pass it on to them. Now I'm trying to get the same model of phones but basically yeah it's very likely you're not going to find a phone and then you're faced with a choice of adjusting parameters. so you're going to end up finding something that's more expensive or something that may or may not work and then if you find a phone you're likely going to get one delivered to you that has a slightly different model version but is one that isn't supported but then you go looking and there's an unofficial rom somewhere out there for it. i had this with uh my youngest daughter's phone where i got it it was supposed to be for- supported it was supposed to be exactly the same phone yet the model number had a letter or something at the end which was not supported um somebody had an unofficial rom and i was able to get a version on sort of uh, the phone has never been right since day one but she's happy enough with it but it's not ideal so Um, don't do any of this if you want a stress-free life and you're not willing to accept all your money has been thrown away. But I went and I got, ended up getting two phones, uh, out of this process because I just wanted to get this done. Um, well, actually I like, I ended up getting three phones out of this process. One is the same model as my own, only slightly different. Thankfully, fingers crossed it was supported by, um, Uh, the same developer so that's good um it ran into issues as you'll hear later running lineage os 10 but i went back to nine and it's fine because i'm comfortable with that um and the other phone is a, a sony xperia 10 so sony xperia a2 model number what l4 113 as opposed to mine which is a h one one three. 113 but i ended up going over to the uh pine phone and there and basically ordered one of those because those guys it might be a slower phone but at least it'll be your phone and you won't be dealing with this crap of unlocking and bootloading and whatever you you'll just it'll just work Okay. Well, first thing to do is turn it on and then run through all the uh, over there updates for the installed operating system. So, uh I'm selecting English United States. I get started. Uh I'm aware of important safety information and where data charges may apply, but I don't want to share any information i connect to a mobile network no skipping that connecting to wi-fi you have to in order f- you have to connect to a wi-fi network in order for the um uh, over-the-air updates and you need to do all the over-the-air updates otherwise the unlocking tool won't work so the first thing i need to do is log into a network so let's do that okay connected to my uh network here on my laptop and then it checks for updates. This may take a few minutes. It's installing updates. Okay, uh, so now it says copy up some data. I'm going, don't copy. It's checking info and it's asking me to sign into Google, which I skip. Uh, skip. Uh, are you sure, basically? And I'm going to turn off, use location, allow scanning, uh, send statistics, uh, install updates. And you have to accept the Google privacy uh, policies, which I've read before. And I don't particularly like it, but otherwise I can't unlock the phone. So I'm skipping the fingerprint unlock and, uh, I'm skipping the screen lock, skip anyway. The whole point of this is I just want to get bare bones of Android thing running so that I can do the update. Don't want support from Expedia services. Don't want to use other IDs. So I'm skipping that now. Yes, are you sure you want to skip? Yes, yes. So software updates. Uh, so on here booking.com, ARFX, PlayStation, Movie Creator, Calculator. So I'm selecting, uh, deselecting all of them and i press ok and it's adding the finishing touches so your phone is ready to go or is it so uh pull down from the top and pull down from the top again to get the little gear icon and uh, scroll down to the bottom and then i go to support menu Uh, nope nope not that system system and go to advanced. So I'm making note about about phone. It's L for Lima 4113. And I'm writing that down. And at the bottom it says software updates. Update it to Android 9.1. Go to system. Your device is already at the latest updates. So that is excellent news. Okay, so sometime later, in fact, a lot of time later, we... I went through the following steps. Uh, I went to Lineage OS to the devices, and the one that I'm going to be talking to you about now is the Sorry Sony Xperia 10. Not that it matters because every phone will be absolutely different, so you need to follow the instructions for that one. Um, once you go to devices and the code name is Kirin K i r i n kilo india romeo india november forward slash install then you need to follow the instructions my advice is to copy and paste that and have text to speech play back to you so that you are sure that you don't miss anything and my experience has also been that if you go back again uh, in a few months time the instructions will be slightly different that you will skip over uh, that's possible to skip over a particular part but anyway so once you have the phone installed you need to uh, make sure that uh, you have a Android debugging and fastboot installed they come on the, for Windows, Linux and Mac and they're available on all distros and the instructions are always linked on each of the wiki pages um, you need to enable um, USB debugging. So you go down to the settings somewhere. Uh, usually I get to the settings, but pulling down from the top twice, and then there's a gear icon. Uh, you go down to about, you hit build number seven times, and then you go back. So go down to the bottom about phone, and then scroll down to build number. And then uh, you go back one and then under system, Then you have under advanced, you'll have developer options. You can also find it if you just type it into the search and settings. So there's two things you need to look for. Uh, Scroll down, check for Android debugging, USB debugging or debugging, and enable that. Um, And rooted debugging I put on as well. And then uh, let's go back to the instructions here. So then you can plug in your phone. into your usb slot and if you go um ADB, de- adb devices you'll get a list of devices that are attached now usually they will not pop up they'll uh, you won't you will get a permission denied and there'll be a pop-up that comes up so you take that pop-up and give permission to this mac address so you need to remember to do that i've noticed that on some older phones they When you plug in the USB, you first need to go to uh, pull down the USB. Uh, Well, it'll say USB debugging connected, so tap to turn off. But actually, what you want is to go down slightly further and it says charging this device via USB. So I found that if you just press file transfer on that, then that triggers ADB to work Um, on the newer phones. You don't seem to need to do that on the older phones. You always need to do that. So, ADB devices, um, you can go ADB shell and ls-al, you'll see your phone there. Um, this is just general on any Android phone, it's kind of cool. Uh, you might also be interested in the tool called um, Scripty, S-C-R-C-P-Y, not sure what that's about. But I installed it as a as a not a flat pack but a Snapd and it allows you to uh once you have USB debugging enabled it allows you to control your phone um from your computer, which is handier when you're typing in commands and stuff. Swiping left is you click the mouse, click and hold scroll to press the unlock button and you hit the left key. So a nice little tool there. Um Need to remember to put a link to that into the show notes. Okay, after that side note, um, back to the instructions. So on my device, there's a hidden um, menu that's not available on all devices. This is particular to Sony's, could be even particular to this particular type of phone. So you go to the dial menu and you dial uh, asterisk, hash, asterisk, hash, service, asterisk, hash, asterisk, hash. No. No. Uh, hash, asterisk, hash, asterisk. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Unless you have a root phone, uh, Sony phone, this isn't going to be an issue for you. Then there's a hidden menu comes up called service configuration and configuration and then routing status. And if it says bootloader unlock allowed, yes, then um, you're good to go. So this is actually reassuring. There's, there's two things I think Sony have done well here. Um, this is the first one. Uh, the second one is that when you go to unlock your phone they um uh when you unlock your device you to unlock it you go to a website that they have so you need to read the terms and conditions and they're not pedantic about it they're uh, basically saying um you need to go and get this code uh so you need the i imei number the IDID or the meid in order to ge- generate the uh, code um and they basically ask you for to, to fill out some terms and conditions uh which are reasonable in fact i'll uh, go to that again and let me put in another one so they ask you to enter your i Mei id number, whatever, which you'll find in that hidden menu, and make a note of at least one of them. I have a dual sim phone, so if you have multiple sims, you'll have multiple of those numbers. And they ask you to acknowledge that I may void the warranty of my device by unlocking the bootloader. Seems reasonable. I acknowledge that if Sony does some, does perform some warranty repairs, Sony may charge a service fee for additional costs associated with the modified software. <coughs> Which I also think is reasonable. So um, yeah, fair enough. And when you do that, you get a a, a number which you need to copy and paste somewhere and, and remember. So um, the good news is, from Sony's point of view, is that at that point, you haven't damaged the warranty of your phone. You've requested an unlock code, but you haven't, in fact, uh, voided your warranty because of that uh, bootloader unlock allowed, yes or no. If that was set to no, You just wrap the whole thing back up and you send it back to them. Within the European Union, there's a 14-day return period, no questions asked, where you don't even have to give an explanation as to why you're returning it. So now this is where the heart attack central comes in, because from this point on, you're modifying your phone. And it has not always gone well, I can tell you from previous experiences. Um, But... At least with this, you have some confidence that it's going to work on this phone. So you drop to uh, console and you type ADB, Android debug, space reboot, space bootloader. Um, In my case, eh, nothing seemed to happen except uh, I noticed that there was a tiny little blue light shining. And that's all the notice that you get. And then you type fast boot devices and similar to ADB devices that will list any um of the devices that are identified if there's no device identified it ain't gonna work so then you need to try your actual un- unlock uh code and the command for that is fastboot oem unlock and then the code that i got earlier um i'm not going to go into too much details about this because they're pretty much Uh, custom to this device, as I said before. So now, that has unlocked your bootloader. So if you reboot your phone at this point, you will get a warning saying, um, please consider relocking your bootloader. So it's not obnoxious. The one on Motorola was very obnoxious. Warning, this device has been rooted. With this one, it's it's subtle, but it also is clear. And at this point, I want to point you to a tech tab article about the android boot process uh because it does explain at least to me how um what the difference is with a bootloader and recovery mode and how it works and it's got an excellent diagram saying that you power on you always go into a bootloader and normally the linux kernel will be loaded in it and then all the dalvik stuff and all the systems and then you're in normal mode uh you can load into two other modes called fast boot or uh, bootloader fast boot mode, and on the other side, you have load recovery kernel and RAM disk in recovery mode. So, all that is in RAM. So, have a quick gander at that diagram, and the rest of this will make more sense. So, what we're going to be doing now is we're going to be booting into a temporary recovery using. Fast boot. Yeah. And to do that, we go ADB reboot bootloader. Um, again, we'll have the blue line. We we'll go fast boot devices, which allows us to control the, the, the phone with this. And then it goes fast boot flash space boot space and the recovery image. And the recovery image in this case is uh, the TWRP. And that's the Team Win Recovery Project. So, that's a tool that will allow you to um, enter into recovery. It's kind of like the BIOS mode on a laptop uh, or, a, or a PC. Um, <clears throat> now, some phones, uh, at this point, you have it temporarily lo- loaded so that it'll load the, the first time you've basically selected the equivalent to f10 and boot from cd or something like that um so sometimes you need to do a weird key key combination uh in order to get it working so you hold on you turn off the phone physically you press and hold the volume up button then you press power uh power on or something in the case of these sony's you have to press and hold the volume up button with the phone turned off keep it hold plug in the usb cable and then the blue light should turn on but thankfully a lot of devices now support uh just for, after typing in the previous command um you can just type fast boot devices and that's pretty much it now this is where i come across a weird one uh on mine it gives some error message about boot a and boot b blah 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 problems and then reading the thing it says if you don't do the following steps, you will break your phone. So you really kind of want to pay attention to that. And the answer is in some cases slot B can be unpopulated or contain much older firmware than slot A, leading to issues and a potential brick situation. So then you need to do this Android debugging side load thing. So at this point, looking at the diagram again, we've fast booted into uh, recovery image and then you will have a little uh, application called twrp which would be up and running and you need to go to the advanced tab and hit adb sideload and the sideloading concept is where you uh, send programs down via the usb cable it's very handy and i've used it quite a lot so adb sideload runs a, a space copy dash partitions dot zip and that will has a bash script. I think for all intents and purposes, that copies from one slot to the next. A lot of this seems mysterious, but in actual fact, a lot of the stuff is just uh, bash scripts working in the background. So installing the recovery image again, you're now in uh, still in recovery, and. You go to the TWRP menu, you type wipe, and then you format. You have to type YES in order to do that. And then you enable sideloading again, ADB sideloading, and you download the image that you have for this device. So the command there is ADB sideload, and then lineage 17 blah blah blah, whatever it is that I already downloaded. So that's going to take a long time, and as with babies crying, it takes an awful lot longer than you think. Uh, time, The pace of time seems to slow down dramatically. So once it's started, and you see it doing something it hasn't obviously erred, um, then go away. Go away for 10-15 minutes at least, and come back then, and it should be done. Because it pauses several times during the process, um, and it's heart attack central time. Okay, then optionally, you need to install additional add-ons. Now, in some cases, you need to do a reboot in order for that to work. In other cases, you're supposed to be doing it at the same time that you've installed the uh, that the firmware. And if you don't do it, then you're, you break the phone. That was the case with the Motorola. So this is why I'm saying you really need to read the instructions for your particular device. So... I'm just going through these instructions, as I said, again, just to give you an idea of what uh, what you can expect. In my case, then I can run ADB reboot sideload. And what that happens, what that does is it loads a Lineage OS bootloader, uh, uh, not a bootloader, Lineage OS recovery, fast boot mode, not sure what actually it is. Um, and that allows you to, have enough up that you can do a sideload loading. You can get into some sort of uh, custom kernel that can write to uh, the devices. One thing I noticed about Android devices is that it is lying to you the whole time. It uses change and write file systems. Um, the SD card is not the SD card. Uh, what is presented to you as a file system is a, is an amalgamation of, of stuff. So, um, yeah, it, be very careful in assuming that um, it is telling you the truth. They uh, use Simlinks a lot, Yeah, I know, uh, for these file systems. For example, if you ever wondered why if you put in an SD card with music on it, you only have one folder with music and not two, is that it helpfully merges those two together. Uh you might actually run into problems if one has a lowercase M for music, then it merges it as well. So uh really, really confusing. I found that once I'm using ADB shell, life gets a lot easier. But anyway, back to the phone. So once it's rebooted into the sideload command, you can go adb sideload. And if you want access to root applications, I recommend installing Magic M-A-G-I-S-K. Uh, version 20 is what I have at the minute and that will install that and that basically is the phone uh, done you have the option of installing Google Apps Uh, I don't Um, there are various different packages of Google Apps they have Nano ones which just gives you the Play Store and then they have Nano Pico and then the Full Monty and then they've got one that actually contains applications that Google no longer uh have available that they put on there i don't install any google apps this is a completely google app free uh, environment here and if there is an application i need um for uh, the kids um, for school or something i have one phone that i have one of my old phones that I have just sitting on the desk. It's uh, physically broken, but it actually, uh, you know, physical connections don't work on it anymore for the headphones and stuff like that. So none of the kids want to use it. But um, I use that to download uh, the Google applications from the Google store that I need. And I use APK Extractor to extract those out. And then I make those available on the other phones. So, um, yeah, that's works. So, therefore, I don't need to install any of the Google apps on there. means some of the applications won't work. Uh, Google Classrooms, for example, won't work. But uh, fair enough. That is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Uh, But if you did want to install them, this is where you do it. And then you do ADB reboot and bam, all gone well. Your phone works. Or you've just bricked it and you're out all that money. So, yeah, your call. The... Even at this stage, um, some of the issues that I've had with the Sony phones, which are very well supported, to be honest, has been um, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi stopped working. Uh, If you wanted to use Bluetooth, Wi-Fi turned off, and then it went into a vicious cycle with the Wi-Fi turning the Bluetooth off and the Bluetooth turning the Wi-Fi off, I needed to go to the um, IRC channel and the developer was able to give me a fix which involved using sed um, following a specific session instructions sed and grip um the first time i did this when i did the recording of the intro of this i was actually working on my daughter's phone and we installed android 10 which is lineage 17 And everything was perfect. She had everything transferred over and all customizations. And three or four days later, she realized that uh, YouTube videos weren't working. But they were working fine in uh, VLC. So I said, "Okay, forget about it. And we put uh, the same version that's on my phone on because we know that works. And that seems to work as of yesterday. Then uh, on my son's phone, the Sony... Uh, Xperia 10 it seems to be okay it seems to be working fine but who knows um, you check the, check that it can send and receive phone calls check that it can send and receive text messages check um, with SatStat that the satellite uh, navigation works check that the photo uh, the, with the photo app that you can take a photo and play it back uh, photo and videos and play it back um And then at that point, what I do is load the ADB, uh, uh, tools and ADB push, uh, asterisks and all the APK files that I've transferred over. So I download, I run the uh, Google play store and do an update on this other phone that isn't, isn't in use. I do the ADB pull and sorry, run uh, APK Extractor from the F-Droid store. Then use ADB pull to pull them over to my uh, computer and then I can use ADB push to push them to the new phone. Uh, Remembering also to uh, download the F-Droid APK Uh, and that's the first thing I install. Go to the File Manager, APK for F-Droid, you need to give permissions to install that, then do a F-Droid uh, update then install any of those weird apps that um, that are that you got from the other phone uh, I have some stuff as well for that are no longer supported on the F-Droid store that, were, that just disappeared for some reason kids camera controls that sort of stuff um, probably the Covid uh, Covid applications whenever they come along we'll need to do that way do, do, do. So that's it. And if you're lucky, you have a working phone. But you, oh, yeah. And then the very first thing I installed from Froid is the uh, AW firewall. So the AW firewall, you install that. And the very first thing you'll get is um, a pop up from Magic saying, Do you want to grant this root access? And if so, for how long? Um, so that's one thing that you need to do that will tell you that you do have root access on your phone and everything is hunky-dory there um if not you may need to reboot and do a side loader thing again for magic um then with that enables your uh af firewall i've noticed that in order for it to get the um it will connect to the Wi-Fi, but it will say that there's no internet access available. So there's a few things that you need to check on that. Uh, I allow GPS out because that gives faster um, lookup times. I allow NTP and I allow VPN. You need to allow captive portal, and get this, you need to allow FM radio. Plus, you need to allow network stack Android server network permissions config. So that's the one that you need to turn on in order to get AW Firewall working as well. Okay, so with that, I'm going to record the introduction to this show. This has been very um, choppy. I understand that, but to be honest, let me check when I started doing this. Uh, about This was going to be a show that I did about six years ago, uh, literally, when I decided to give my... Uh, daughter of phone for the first time. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't six years ago. Yeah, no, it was. It was six years ago because then I had run lineage myself for a few years, and I've been every time has been yeah. This this is great. This is so easy. You get it. It follows the instructions, and then you go back six months later looking for that phone. The phone is no longer available, and you get another phone uh, which is supposed to work, and you think, hey, it's going to be exactly the same, and each time it's slightly different so um not for the faint-hearted and as i said i hope this is the last times that i need to do this and that we can go to something like a a pine phone that is just open and full stop and that if you you can with all honesty go to developers and there's no being beholden to a manufacturer for so um this I will admit is not my uh, not the best show ever, but to be honest, I just want this one done because it was on my list for too long. Uh, there is information there. Uh, during this process, I uh, <laughs> of, of the last six years, I've even asked uh, several people for help, and some of the people who were very enthusiastic about Android at the beginning are uh, just saying no. Uh, I'm I, I just given up on it. It is too. Uh, dangerous Uh, it's just too difficult it's too many complications too many hacks and too much risk so they have just opted to treat the phone as a as a monitoring device so that's that's pretty much it main reason for doing this is to get a firewall on and uh, that's it hope it's of some help to you